Welcome to another exciting edition of Near Mint Comic Radio, your local comic shop shrunk down, gamma-radiated with both its parents tragically killed before its eyes and aired live every week, only on the non-productive network, the only place that would have us. I'm your host, Frank, joined in studio as always by Ken and Pete. Hi, Ken and Pete. Hey, Frank. Hi, Frank and Frank. On Near Mint, we rank and review comics from best to worst. That's Mint, Near Mint, good, fair, and poor to you newbies, and try to guide you in what to read and what might be better to avoid. On this week's episode, lots of interesting things. That's not just me filling because we forgot to talk about what we we're going to do beforehand. That That is my, that it's interesting things. No, the things are interesting. I'm going to talk a little bit about Superman, how he is my favorite superhero and also terrible. Uh, in the wake of, in the, what's, what's, what comes before a wake? Uh, a death? No, no. Well, oh. like in a boat. Well, maybe. Oh. Not the death of Superman, but the the world of Krypton. What comes out way, way, way before a death in that way? A what birth? I guess a birth. In the birth of the world of Krypton, or Krypton, the new sci-fi series show, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the world's most famous superhero, arguably, and why he just doesn't deliver in every aspect of him. I think, Ken, you've got some interesting things you want to talk about. Yeah, um, I'll actually talk about Adam Green's Hatchet series. Really? Okay. Yeah. And Pete, what what haven't you read is well, really I, the question. I, I, um, you actually... Took a DC here. I, I actually had a DC book prepared. Really? Uh, but in order to uh, to balance things out, I will talk a little bit about the uh, the current storyline in Doctor Strange. How strange? Uh, very strange. It's uh, it's called Damnation, which is a word that when I started reading comics, you couldn't say in a comic. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. First off, let's talk about the thing that we most often talk about on this comic book review show, and that would be TV. Yes. Uh, sci-fi, spelt with two Y's, which I, I'm, it's growing on me. It's only been about 15 years or only so, been, Frank. It's only been 15 Probably years, more. and it's finally growing on me. I'm like, you know what? I could see what you did that. Yeah, branding, important. Anyways, uh, sci-fi has announced that they are doing a, a new TV show. Um, it is going to be a uh, superhero TV show, sort of. It's about Krypton. It's before... What's it, it called? It's called Krypton. And it's about... <laughs> How creative. Krypton, yeah, before it blew up. Uh, oh, spoiler alert. Pre-Kal-El. Pre-Kal-El, pre-Jurel, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah I pre- believe it's his father, grandfather. Um, yeah, some some old guy. Some way back when. It's some L. Yeah, it's some L. Which Superman's might grandpa. Some L. <laughs> some L. Uh, so, yeah, Soup's Gramps is going to be the star of this show, possibly. Um, uh, Pete, you know a little bit more than I do in that you know the name of the person who announced who he was. It was like a time yeah, traveler. Yeah, appear apparently a time traveler uh, who identifies himself as Adam Strange, uh, the, the Flash Gordon of the DC Universe. And I, I, I guess they're using him because Rip Hunter was used already. Yes, <laughs> yes, because Rory from Doctor Who really did put a signature on that. <laughs> Uh, I didn't mean that to be as mean as it sounded, but, you know. I'm upset with that character right now. Go ahead. All right, go for it. I have fallen off the wagon for almost all the WB superheroes. It, it, it's all good this season, actually. Welcome oh. here off uh, on the dirt road off the wagon. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, and it's about, it's, uh, we think it's going to be about a time traveler going back in time to try to stop Krypton from going kablooey. Yeah, uh, or or something like that. Like he, he's Or to make sure that Krypton goes kablooey at the right time. He's trying to ensure that Superman becomes Superman. Oh, good for him. So this TV show is ostensibly about Superman. Superman will not make an appearance in it and has nothing to do with the plot line. Oh, this so is it's Supergirl. <laughs> well, no. No, Superman's in it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It, then it's, <laughs> Super, it is Smallville. 
Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, at least exactly. Clark Kent is in it, right? So <laughs> oh, at least okay. Clark Kent is in Smallville. And when you're saying I want to do a Superman Begins, I all right, cool. Smallville, give it a shot. There is something about this trend in superhero television, I think, uh, uh, and it's not it's not everywhere, but there's there's aspects of it in many places where they'll take the Best of B listers or Cest of C listers and have them be the characters that appear. We've seen it in Agents of Shield where they the refusal of bringing anybody anyone would know into the TV show. Legends mm. of Tomorrow is essentially all those guys. Right. Fact, I first of all, I, I wholeheartedly d- disagree with that about um, Agents of Shield. Yeah, it's not a it's I not think a Agents of Shield was done with purpose for that. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could totally see that. And we, we, and we did get each, them. And we could discuss each one of these in, in turn. Uh, Gotham is another big one where it's a Batman show but without Batman. And then when Batman shows up, sort of, or Batman starts to impress himself upon the show too much, people freak out. And now we finally have Krypton, which is, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me. I have a feeling the reason behind this show was because I'll admit I wasn't a fan of Man of Steel, and I think you've said it too. I'm, I'm vocally at one point maybe. I think I screamed it into okay. many a microphone <laughs> for months. But one of the things that I keep finding consensus wise, people actually liked the Krypton sequences parts, the Krypton parts. in that movie. Mm-hmm. So it's entirely possible that this is this them trying to figure out what worked and keep hitting that mm-hmm. that sweet spot because obviously it does work for some people in some ways. I can't, I certainly cannot figure out what DC's issue is if it even has an issue with its media properties. As a geek, you could put a chip on your shoulder and say this is the problem, that's the problem. But I don't even know if it is a problem sometimes. Yeah. Uh, until like box office uh, results come back, and then I don't know. I really I can't. I can't figure this out, but there's a couple of things I would like to focus on, and that is, I, like Pete, believe that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a good reason not to have it being filthied with movie actors mm-hmm. or A-list characters that might end up being... Imagine if Black Panther showed up in season one of Agents of mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. as his walk-on character, and then they're like, oh, what are we going to do, right? I could get I get okay. all the concepts behind okay. that. I get the, the joy of bringing out a character that maybe people aren't that aware of or that care that much about and say i'm gonna play with this toy uh for example to a certain extent black lightning um to mm-hmm. a probably a more obvious extent um most of the characters in legends of tomorrow are characters i would never have actually thought i would see in a media property for right for dc i feel like you're dancing around arrow yeah, all right arrow green arrow never would have gotten sure yeah a, a show a media property of his own yeah, that's definitely true. Who would true. have thought that? Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. But they used him as a stand-in for Batman because they didn't want to make a Batman TV right. series. Right, right, And speaking of Batman TV series, Gotham. I am one of the people who loves Gotham. And even though it, on the surface it is exactly what Krypton is in many ways, it is well before the main character who's supposed to be the focus of this story, kind of, just the backdrop, going deep into the the uh, world building of Gotham and Batman's, you know, home. Uh, but I I find that enjoyable, and there, I think the reason why I find that enjoyable and Krypton not that interesting is because Batman isn't. It's not that Batman's a better character than Superman or a more generic character that would fit in more places. I think Batman has been used so well, so consistently, 
that I don't mind watching a Brave and the Bold Batman, which is a cartoony kind of kids show. Okay. I don't mind watching a grim, dark, serious Batman uh, that looks like he could exist in the real world. I don't mind watching a world that just talks about Batman City. Or um, I would watch a TV show about Robin before Robin became Robin. Like, There's a lot of things in there that make it interesting because we've had such good material from Batman for so long. There's a depth to the character and his surroundings. Absolutely, but more importantly for me, I think, is that there's been success with the character. They've done things, and they've done well by the character for a very long time. A lot of things, yes. Right. Superman. I'm not sure if anyone has made, did Superman right since... Richard Donner? I would say not quite Donner. I would say the animated series did a good job. The animated series was fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, it did do a good job. And I think as it leaked into (laughs) Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, although by then Superman was more less and less a character in the the show. I'll go as far as to say all of the animated things that that DC has done has pretty much captured the heart of Superman for the Mm. most part, as opposed to the live action. There's been a couple of animated films that are way off of the Bruce Timm model. Of, of that part of the DC universe. But I wouldn't say that those are necessarily bad, but I could see somebody going, go, I'm not sure about it. Um, for me, I don't know if there's been a good film version of Superman since Donner. Uh, Superman Returns is just basically a fan film of a it, Donner. It's film. an homage yeah. to yeah. Donner, yeah. And I, I'm not trying to fight with people who like Man of Steel. I'm not trying to fight with people who like Batman versus Superman or the people who like Justice League or whatever. I'm just saying that... It seemed less, maybe because they did less with the character for so long, possibly because his movie from the late 70s was so iconic that it just feels like every attempt to bring this character back out is, it's like with, like, it's like wearing mittens. Like they're not just getting in there and doing it. Can I ask you, Frank, does this mean you're saying that Superman 3 is not the ultimate expression of the character? Well... In that, Marlon Brando plays Superman's father, and Superman 3 has Richard Pryor in it, and that there are some amazing articles out there from Quincy Jones that you should probably read, listeners. (laughs) I will leave you to fill in. Oh, good. Ken is looking at me like he doesn't know what I'm talking about. Ken's in for an interesting surprise later on as he reads this. No, it's it's great. The franchise was good. It it was that was one of the goofier installments of it. in the one that was never a franchise that was never that serious to begin with. But and I'm not trying to be so precious with the Donner films. I'm really just saying that there wasn't a, a lot of material. For whatever reason, DC was so precious with the character, didn't put it in places, uh, possibly because they didn't want it like in Smallville. They didn't even want to have Superman show up in Smallville for the most part. Mm-hmm. And that's made it so that the bar is really high. So high, in fact, that when they announce a TV show that says we're going to be talking about a Superman property, but guess what? It's Krypton. Uh, I'm less than interested. Yeah, I mean, personally, after seeing the ads, the only thing I am interested in, if I bother to watch it, is the fact that we're finally getting a real live-action Brainiac. No, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And I'm shocked that that wasn't, you know, held off for, like, the films moving forward. And I think that's also kind of telling. But but the other thing, too, is we do have the CW shows 
and actors cast as characters, and we have the movie now with other actors playing the same role that we see on TV. Which I think is a. It's, so I mean, it, it was odd a couple of like months ago when or years ago when they first said DC was doing multiverse kind of. I was like, oh, scoff, Marvel does it better. But now I'm like, you know what? I kind of, I kind of appreciate that. And as much as Supergirl is Supergirl's show. I do like that Superman appears in it. Actually, I like how they portray Superman in it, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And I like that he's there a little bit and then gone. Yeah. Like, it's not his focus, but him being mm-hmm. a thing there, it's very much like Justice League Unlimited, where the character is sort of there, but not yeah. necessarily the focus of every episode. I, there is one more thing I have an issue with, with Krypton. And this may just be me. I'm going to ask you guys about it. Sure. Uh, I don't really care anything at all about Krypton itself. Uh, Gotham always interested me. It was kind of a a cliche. It's a character. Krypton, for me, is a backstory element. It's a mystery. And one of the reasons why I love the Donner version, again, I'm trying not to be precious about it, the Donner version of Krypton is it's it's so unknowable. It's this big white screen. There's, There's crystals. But, like, there's not... I don't need to see the flying fish. I don't see the, the flying <laughs> vehicles. I don't want to know about their history. I also don't want to see how, you know, just like us they were and how faulty they were. Let them be these deified, mysterious pasts for, for Kal-El to come from, I think. Yeah, I, I don't mind the idea of having Krypton as the planet in the refrigerator, if you will. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, that's well, it's, uh, it's, it's the I get planet what you're saying. that, that yeah. exists to be killed. Yeah, it's it was yeah. All right, good. Yeah, and fine because it's it is like again, it's a it's better to have your cosmic parents die than your love interest. What is this, this went somewhere <laughs> weird? But I I think we're I'm sorry on the if same I made page. you uncomfortable. We are completely still, on the same page, it, but it still loud. works for Batman. It, it it we don't really get a lot of stories about the idea of of Bruce's parents still being around. Generally, so we, yeah. And we, we're fine with that and accept that. We really don't need a full, fleshed out history of Krypton and the family of L. I'll even go in, as far... In the same respect you know, for, for Superman as it is for Batman. When we find out things like, oh, Thomas Wayne was also a Batman at some point, or or what have you, uh, that seems like, kind of lesser. It well, lessens the Batman. I don't mind the flashback stuff in... in you know, making the story richer history wise. Mm-hmm. But when you go off and decide that you're going to do a whole 12 issue miniseries of just the Waynes, like mm-hmm. you, you've lost me. I don't need it. If someone said, yeah, we're going to do a 12 part miniseries of the history of Thomas and Martha Wayne leading up to the birth of Bruce or leading up to the, the their murder. Yeah. I would have no interest in that whatsoever. Yeah. I would agree. Okay, don't and, read anything that says court of owls, Ken. Okay. Just for the record. <laughs> And, uh, and and that's how I feel about this idea of Krypton. I it, you know it, it, Krypton was an iconic flashback part of Superman's history. It's great once in a while when you can go back and approach it in story to give us a couple panels of the history to, if it if it helps whatever the current story is. Yeah, you know to flesh something up. But yeah, I don't need a whole rigmarole. I don't need a whole presentation. Yeah, I don't need to spend that much time to it. I'll, and I don't. I guess it's hard for me to figure to really put words to this, but. If any superhero had a, not a religious iconography necessarily, but like, like a paragon of, I am, I am separated, I am the orphan, and I am 
the alien and I am all American at the same time, it would be Superman. Oh, yeah. And I, I honestly, I, I am more interested in Smallville than I am in Krypton. I think Krypton, mm-hmm. by definition, for it to be a story that has any kind of um, plot, really, there has to be conflict. And if the conflict is going to be that Krypton ain't what you thought it was, it's not as nice as you thought it was, that kind of lessens the tragedy of leaving paradise to, to come here to Earth, but to save us. Right. You know? That's that. Mm. It's a little. It's a little heady. I, I'll admit, but no, I, I could. They total, better. He, I, they I, better cast some handsome actors in this, or else I ain't watching. I can totally agree with you on that, though. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree with you. I, I think that you and I should just do a rewatch of Smallville because I never really saw I, that either. Yeah, I have not. <laughs> I have not watched Smallville. I, I saw an episode here or there, um, and I, I would. I might be interested in doing a, a late to the party Smallville, especially if I can't get back into any other WB product. Oh, please, I'm not, please, I'm tr- please, please. There's no reason why I'm out. I'm just. It was just. It got too. It got too complicated. The Winter Olympics came on, and you just lost it. Yes, I, I lost the thread. I confused uh, plot lines. I was like, "Oh my God, will will Ollie get the gold?" I don't even know if then <laughs> in uh, archery, yes. <laughs> hey, that's not the Winter Olympics. You, yeah. Well, he found a way. He's rich. <laughs> Is there a winter triathlon? <laughs> Wait, he's rich again? It, who knows? I think I he was can't. poor the last time I no, watched. He's, he's the mayor. Roll the dice. Oh, he's still the mayor. Good. I'm. I could fall. You back can't get rich being the mayor. I also kind of want to just start what I'm watching again and see if, like, uh, if I if it's like a soap opera where you don't you're like, oh, none of this mattered. The current, actually, it, matter. it, uh, the, the, this current season would be perfect for you. Oh God, that's great. It, it is a this season could be a really good jumping on point for you if you haven't watched in a while. All right, cool. So, um, speaking on jumping on points, um, do we want to transition? Let's do something a little bit more. Um, uh, uh, esoteric than uh, DC or Marvel. Let's go right into Hatchet. Uh, and, and so I, I, this is how out of out of it I am. I had no idea what the subject matter of this book is. I had, and it's apparently a, a multi-million dollar franchise. No, it's a low budget horror series it, well, that has, that has done very well for itself. Yeah, well, I think that could still be multi. If you're going to be low budget and horror, you could still be multi-million. Mostly direct easily. to video uh, uh, as the series progress, like but actual direct to VHS. That's crazy. <laughs> Love it if it was direct to VHS. Would be we cool. could do that. We could do like a uh, like a hipster. I wouldn't be surprised direct. if they did it as a gimmick at one point. Oh, I'm because sure. of the the idea of the, the series. We but. should release our podcast on VHS or audio cassette. No, or eight. No, on VHS. Uh, VHS. So people would have to go out. I mean, they'd have to find audio. They'd I put my 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 uh, podcast out on Betamax. Wait, <sighs> wait. You're saying you want people to turn on their TV, put a tape into a, a VCR, and listen to the podcast? Yes. You're a, you're, you're a weird man. Dan. What kind of visuals would we have? I'm picturing like a Japanese girl crawling out of a well. Huh. What yeah. do you think? Well, that's just because of our... No. I our, just figured the static. Our, our voices. Static. That's what, that's what yeah, your voice yeah, always yeah, reminds yeah, me of, Frank. Japanese a Japanese girl <laughs> crawling out of a well. That's what I always picture when I hear you talk. I was trying to think of... Even when I'm be. looking right at you across the table. Well, that's what I'm seeing. Because I have that, those long, swampy bangs over my eyes. Well, was, yeah. I don't yeah. know where I'm going with this. All right. So, Hatchet. Uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> intro, by the way. Yeah. Hatchet comes from a series of films uh, that started about a, a decade or so ago by uh, writer-director Adam Green. And it tells the story of Victor Crowley, who 
was um, a child who was deformed, living with his dad in, in mm-hmm. a cabin in the woods. You're hitting all of the See, the see it's not Friday the 13th because he's living with his father. Got it. When the townies, they find out about this mongoloid kid, they decide to go over and burn the place down. And when the father realizes that his house is burning down and his child's inside, he pulls a hatchet out because he can't get the door open. He decides to uh, use the hatchet to, to break the door open right. and accidentally hits his son in the face with the hatchet as he's uh, breaking in. All right. He actually saves his son and Victor Crowley grows up to be a an urban legend, essentially, that lives in the swamps in, oh. in the South. Okay. And anyone that goes out there as typical trope in a horror movie all get killed by the, by this maniac. But it's a cool concept because the gimmick of it was all the films in the series are all practical effects as an homage to 80s horror films. So it does follow a lot of the 80s, you know, in the woods tropes. Right. It's a very funny film. It's got a lot of humor to it, a lot of dark humor in it. And um, the effects are great. It, and it's, you mentioned in pre-production that the person who plays Victor is a famous name. Yes. It's Kane Hodder from Friday the 13th, uh-huh. or the, one of the most recognizable Jasons from Friday the 13th. Right. He's been doing Clearly a lot Clearly the of first stuff. one who was a puppet. Yes. <laughs> a child puppet. Uh, okay, so Kane Hodder as an axe hatchet. Hatchet. hatchet really yeah, that, that sounds like a really interesting movie, Ken, but how does this translate to a comic book? So with the release of the, the new installment of the film, Victor Crowley, which is the fourth in the series, um, a new hatchet series came to books, and we have a continuation story that... Oh, I would not want to see a film of this. Oh, it, to be honest, it, it's it's very contrived. It, it's hold on. Do they at least keep uh, practical special effects in the comic yes. books? Okay, good. but but the artwork isn't that great, so you can hardly tell. Oh, mm. um, no, it, it it tries hard to be a scary book. It loses a lot of the humor elements, the way that the story's told. That's a shame. That seems to be mm. the one thing you would want to keep in a comic book. It tries to focus more on the gore aspect of it and the visuals and the art for that, which kind of takes me out of it. I don't. Fi- I didn't find the artwork to be that appealing. So when you see the gore, it just it's eh. And it's a very basic story that um, it, it didn't really hold my interest that well. It's just the idea of a bunch of kids that want to shoot a horror film and let's go into the woods. And, oh, by the way, it just happens that our killer sounds similar to this guy that was rumored to be living in the swamps that mm. murdered people back in the day. Right. And it just, it, it, yeah, it, it it doesn't work for me. And I was really hoping it would. Yeah. Being a fan a the way it is. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll probably stick through it just to see where it goes. But then I also remembered um, the company that is putting this out. And if you remember a few months back, I reviewed a book, um, Lavasaurus. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. It's the same company. Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. And I was disappointed because I didn't realize it going into it. Oh, that's a shame. All right. So what are you, what are you writing? As a this? fan, if you're a fan of the series and you want to dive into it, I would give it a good. If you've never read, if you never saw the films going into it, I'm, I would say you're going to hate it. It would be a poor, so I'll... I'll Mix it and say it's a fair book. All right. Wow. That's, That's disappointing. Fair. Yeah, that is disappointing. But I don't know. Uh, what can you say about these hatchet jobs? Oh. oh. Well, K- 
keeping with a uh, a horror theme, mm. uh, let me uh, let me say Damnation. All right, Damnation is the uh, the the new uh, Marvel semi crossover event centering around Doctor Strange. Right. Oh, all right. Cool. Yes. Yeah. This is a this is a new thing. It's a little mini event thing. Uh, it, it so far he's crossing over with. Uh, Scarlet Spider, which is a comic book that's out there. The, uh, the Ben Riley, Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. I forgot that they were bringing him back for something. Actually, he's yeah, been, he's been around for a while. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, it's complicated yeah. and not of a course. story to get into right now. Right, right. Uh, but this uh, centers around what happens when Doctor Strange, who's had some bad karma lately in the Marvel universe. Had, had had a rough year, decides to make things right, make things good, and he's going to go to Las Vegas for the, the smoking crater where Las Vegas was. Oh, oh I was really hoping we were just going to get a Doctor that, Strange on the town book. I was going to say, was that like, does yes. not sound like Doctor Strange at all. Yeah. Well, if if uh, if those of you who have been following Marvel remember, yeah. uh, Las Vegas was reduced to a smoking crater by... Uh, Hydrocap? Yeah, Hydrocap yeah. in in the Secret Empire storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Doctor Strange is going to make good by very publicly bringing Las Vegas back. This feels like a David Blaine, I think. <laughs> like Doctor Strange really, shows up, he's like, I'm going to make Vegas reappear. Chris Angel mind freak. Yes. It really oh, does God. kind of, you, you're joking, but it oh, really does kind of brilliant. play out like that. Oh no. Great. Uh, be, because there there is a whole big crowd gathered and it's televised and whatnot. <laughs> and he does it. He he brings. I'm sorry, but but is he straightjacketed in a dunk tank <laughs> doing it? Or no, 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 none of that. But he bring he brings Las Vegas back. Uh, and the problem is that when Hydra bombed Las Vegas to hell, they apparently really bombed Las Vegas uh. to hell. Womp womp. And uh, Las Vegas was sent straight to hell oh, as man. the city of sin, <laughs> where nice. Mephisto and his demons promptly took over and found a playground that they loved. Yeah, because it's it's a city literally designed to generate sin. I like this. I do. I so have, yeah, Doc Strange immediately ra- raises the city and takes away the devil's favorite plaything. Mm. Uh. But he also brings the Devil's Casino with it. Okay. I like this. So yeah, there's a, a huge Black Tower casino uh, that comes to life. And Mephisto's evil influence begins spreading out, causing everybody to uh, to be tempted into committing crimes as you know, minor as cheating at cards to, oh, hey, walking past this... Uh, this shop everybody's busy let's break in and steal stuff mm. and so it's like needful things but actually good i was gonna say it's biff tower from back to the future too <laughs> good reference except what? except you've got the devil there and because his influence is is growing so strongly every minor sin results in the devil gaining control of your soul nice nice uh, which also results in the Avengers who are on hand for this event all becoming Ghost Riders. Oh. All right. Because that is something that happens. Okay. Uh, 
So uh, Doctor Strange ends up being captured. And it's up to Wong and Doctor Strange's ghost dog friend, a talking it's, ghost I'm dog friend, <laughs> to assemble a team all of magical in. misfits to save the day. I am all in. I want to read this now. Yeah, I am all in. This is uh, the first time I've wanted to read a Doctor Strange book in probably a decade. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I would recommend reading some of the more recent Doctor Strange. They, they've yeah, been yeah. very good. Uh, this is wacky enough uh but still ambiguous ambiguous enough i i don't know if this is going in a good direction or a boring 90s-esque kind of we're just getting everybody here and let's make everybody ghost riders kind of way right uh but there's enough potential here i have a question that you may or may not have the answer to the population of las vegas Mm-hmm. in in the Marvel Universe at, at the time of the attack. Mm-hmm. Were they evacuated, or did they all go to hell? Uh, they all they went killed? to hell, and Doctor Strange did bring them back. Ah. Did they, they, were, they literally die? Families reuni- were reunited. Okay. They, they apparently literally died. And he, like, this, this was... Doctor Strange, this is not very... This is not in keeping with your usual stoicism on I do not resurrect the dead because there are rules. Yeah, well, he, 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 there's been some pretty bad stuff going on with Doctor Strange, and he was looking to make things really, uh, like, make a really grand gesture of making things right. See, the problem I have with that is it implies that Doctor Strange prior to this didn't resurrect massive people from the dead because he just didn't really want him. And uh, like now he's like, you know what? I really need to do a, I need to 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 do a solid here for the cosmos. I want to do something nice. No, no, it's it's more of a it's really wrong to do to to, to bring back the dead. And he doesn't especially care, especially on this big big scale. And the stuff that he's done uh, wrong recently is so much worse. Oh, so it's a slippery slope. Got that it. is, it's nice. it's you know what I I. I'm the one who's going to pay the price for bringing everybody back, but it's it's a price I need to pay. Got it. Cool. Uh, just to I, you know, one of the one of the things he's making up for is for uh, allowing himself to be tricked into allowing Loki to become Sorcerer Supreme in right. his place. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, that was uh, the previous story arc. I highly recommend it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, you're not going to have to review this book since you just started, but you are pretty excited about it's, it so far. Yeah. Well, these are books. I will. I and I'll read. I'll review the uh, the first couple. Uh, uh, I'll just say I'll put a review in for. Uh, Damnation number one, uh-huh. uh, or Doctor Strange Damnation number one, I don't remember. Uh, it does spill over into the Doctor Strange comic book and the Ben Riley Scarlet Spider book, uh, and there's also a core series that's going on, hmm. Damnation. Um, I'll give it a, you know what, I'll give it a near mint. All right, cool. I was thinking about giving it a provisional good yeah. with the option to increase, but you know what? No, it's good enough. Books I'll like give, this are mint. worth a near mint. It's up to the writer and the creative team to, to keep follow it. through. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. All right, awesome. So we had an interesting array of books uh, available for us this week. I think we have a lot cutting out for us in the next few weeks in the world of comic book dumb. I don't think fandom. there's anything big coming up in uh, comic books or comic book movies anytime soon. Well, there really. is Krypton. 
Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, we have that to look forward that's to. That's right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> and also, what? Infinity War. Oh, you're, I read that. It. That was kind of boring. Well, actually, to be perfectly it. honest, we are going to reread Infinity War and the entire Infinity trilogy, uh, trilogy or at least we're going to attempt to. Uh, it's up to you, our oh, listeners, boys. to hold our feet to the fire. Message us often at nearmint at non-productive.com and bug us on social media. But yes, we want to do a full reread of the entire entire 90s Infinity War arcs. And uh, in preparations for this movie that will have very little, if anything, to do with it. Uh, Screw you guys. We're not rereading Infinity Watch. That was too complicated. But but can we do Thanos Quest? Sure, Thanos Quest leads directly into Infinity War. All right. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet. So more details on our website, which is non-productive.com. And until then, rank and review this podcast. It really helps us spread word about it. Follow us on social media and back us on Patreon because we deserve it. Thank you and good night. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.